0: Cool. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks. Hey, Ben. Oh, my God. How was your Thanksgiving, Marcus? It was all right. It was in Texas. <laughs> it was. You yeah. went. You were the first one to go uh, back to, I guess, what some people believe, real America, uh-huh. although I think that's more the South and the Midwest. Texas is Texas. Texas is Texas. Uh, right. You haven't been back there since Donald Trump became president-elect. Uh-huh. Overall opinions. What was your feeling? What was your vibe? People extremely happy. How were the Mexicans feeling? <laughs>
1: the Mexicans not feeling good. Okay. Uh, Uh, The word Trump was not said once. Really? Absolutely. I could tell that everybody really wanted to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but they knew that if uh, anything was mentioned that I was probably not going to be happy, uh, Uh and we were probably getting into a gigantic fight. In fact, the only time that it was ever mentioned, it was one morning at breakfast, I was reading the news, and a uh, news article came out on my phone uh, that said, Russians likely behind fake news. News in election and I was at the breakfast table and I said, God damn it. I knew the Russians were behind it. I knew this entire time the The Russians were were behind it. I knew this fake news Uh. thing would blow up in our face. And my brother came over and he started massaging my shoulders. He's like, we're not going to talk about politics. He's like, this is a politics-free zone. Oh. We're not gonna talk about politics at oh all. Oh my goodness. And started just to like calm down. We're just not gonna talk about it.
0: Wow, it's gotten so bad that human interaction via touch w- between brothers is allowed. <laughs> That's disgusting, Marcus. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. What? There's no, that was I mean, I had I had a fun Thanksgiving as well. I went to Ed Larson's house, of course, from the round table and brighter side, and uh, that was extremely fun. And then I went to my girlfriend's place, and that was also the rule no politics. Yep. I didn't know what to talk about. Just kinda sat <laughs> There, they didn't have a TV. There was no, there wasn't even football uh, on a television. There was no television, so I had nothing. I yeah. had, so I just sat there in my hands.
1: Yeah, thank Christ, we had football. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Like it was football, guns, and
0: uh, hiking, and well, horses. Yeah. Well, that sounds like Trump talk to me.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, I hope everybody survived their Thanksgiving. And uh, it seems to me like overall, judging by my social media. Um, Everyone seemed to have a great time and and no deaths from what we heard. Sounds like it. Which is pretty good. Um, Marcus, we uh, Marcus came in today. He's got a lot of information on the Russian fake news. So we're going to get to that a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about Donald Trump's appointments. Obviously, Kellyanne Conway's in some hot water. Or is she when it comes to her remarks regarding uh, Mitt Romney meeting Donald Trump for the secretary of state position? A lot of uh, core uh, supporters of Donald Trump think it's a slap in the face for him to even meet with the uh, with the mormon missionary from uh utah and uh kellyanne conway went and i believe she did a job of expressing their anger uh, for on behalf of the people the core supporters of donald trump i think she expressed their angle anger regarding uh, mitt romney i don't believe there's actually a feud between trump and kellyanne conway
1: absolutely not that that right there that's a bannon move I think it is sort of is, a Steve Bannon move. That is absolutely a Bannon move. He's, he's Speaking a,
0: of misinformation, Breitbart, yeah. of course.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Bannon, I mean, the, I, I think this uh, presidency is going to be a, people will study the propaganda of the Trump presidency yeah. for centuries.
0: Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, of course, I think it's interesting meeting with Mitt Romney. Newt Gingrich is very upset, so I'm all for it. <laughs> Anytime you can get Newt Gingrich on national television peeved off, it's just a TV uh, must-watch television. He gets very red, and you can tell he's just like, I need ham, and if I don't get ham, he's going to do something terrible to Callista, and we don't want to see that happen. Um, I would just want to clarify a little bit. On the last episode, I, uh, I had a chance to interview Robert Fitrakis, and uh, I'm sorry his phone kept on going off in the back. A lot of students are calling him. He's a prefer- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what their lives are like, but, um, you know, with this Jill Stein recount in Wisconsin, uh, they got a r- roughly $7 million. I think it might go forward in Michigan as well. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, why? Why is she doing it? Obviously, she has no chance of winning. If anything, core Hillary supporters are extremely upset with her because you could argue she swayed the election slightly. Obviously, those people didn't vote for Hillary, so by nature. Uh, they d- certainly didn't help uh, the Hillary campaign at all. I just want to clarify, uh, for those that missed it, Fitrakus's main goal behind the Wisconsin recount, uh, and, of course, he is one of the head attorneys on it, is to bring awareness to uh, private ownership of public voting machines. Mm-hmm. So for example, it's Smartmatic, that's a which is such a dickhead name. Smartmatic. Smartmatic. It sounds like it's supposed to be sold by what's the name of that guy who's like set it and forget it. <laughs> well, you're not talking about Billy Mays, are you? Not we? Billy Mays. Okay. There's the other one.
1: Come and check out the Smartmatic phone.
0: Man, it is just a brick, but you're like I'm going to buy it cuz he's screaming at me like a raging cokehead and something about that brick makes me think it gets long distance. <laughs> So that, of course, is a voting... No, I'm thinking of... Oh, Marcus, you know the guy. He's got bald hair. He's got the mustache. Oh, Vince? It's, no. No, it starts the... with a P. Oh, this is going to drive the audience insane. Dr. Puffill. Dr. Puffil. That's right. <laughs> right after he got interviewed... Right after interviewing Shelley Duvall, he went to sell the Smartmatic. It does sound like a Gallagher bit. Yeah. The Smartmatic <laughs> for voter fraud and all your voter fraud needs. That is a company o- owned by George Soros, mm-hmm. who is a massive liberal funder. Uh, there's also the company Heart InterCivic, and that is owned by a company that gave a lot of money to Mitt Romney and has ties to the Romney family. There's another con- uh, uh, company called Diebold, and they have massive Bush ties. They give a lot of money to W's campaign, and they're the ones that many people blame for the voting flip in 04 in Ohio. And then there's ES and S. So. So um, that is the main motivation for Fitrakis when it comes to this Wisconsin recount. It's getting a little bit lost in the shuffle because mainstream media doesn't want to talk about this issue because, of course, they're all financed by the same corporations that create the, the, the voting machines. So I do think that is something to remember, uh, especially now we'll go on and talk about some of the fake propaganda. And some of the fake news that happened in this propaganda election. And and that's just one more angle to think about when it comes to voter fraud. I mean, it's all, everyone talks about it on the superficial surface. Are illegals showing up to vote? Where are their IDs? Things like that. It's much larger than that. And it actually comes down to the voting machines and the companies that own them themselves.
1: And you know what? Actually, you bring up, it's amazing how this is working together. Uh, The whole thing about George Soros owning voting machines, Mm -hmm. it's propaganda. It's not true. Not true. That is absolutely not true. Smartmatic uh, is not the only connection between Smartmatic and George Soros. uh, Is that Soros? Okay, the company CEO said George Soros has zero ownership or involvement in our company. The one connection between Soros and the chairman, his name is Mark Malak Brown. uh, The one connection is that Malak Brown sits on the global board of Soros' Open Society Foundation. Horrifying sounding. <laughs> all right. And no, by I'm, I'm going to say that he still does it. And by the way, the the guy's name is uh, Lord Mark Moloch Brown. <laughs> but really? also, but also, by the way, no Smartmatic machines were used in the election. All right, there we go. Yeah, no Smartmatic machines were used in the election at all. How, in this election. In this election, no That's Smartmatic right. machines were used in any elect, like in anything at all. However, now were they that- used in the past? Uh, I do not know, but they were not used used in this election at all. All right, very Uh, interesting. But that uh, propagate here, let me find the
0: uh, exact, see. uh, Well, will you do that? I have to clarify, Ronco... It is Ron Papill, <laughs> Smartmatic. Ron Papeel. That was the man I was right. thinking of.
1: Well, this is what's interesting about that. Uh, in late t- October 2006, and by the way, this is from uh, an article called "Trolling for Trump: How Russia Is Trying to Destroy Our Democracy." It's from a site called uh, WarOnTheRocks.com, which studies this type of stuff. Uh, it's uh, this article is amazing and it is terrifying. It was uh, written by a few guys. One of them is a fellow at the Center for Cyber and Homeland Security. Uh, One of them uh, is a former U.S. Army infantry officer, FBI special agent on a joint terrorism task force, Uh, and another one is a guy that uh, analyzes extremism and the use of propaganda on social media. They say in late 2016, October 2016, just last month, Kremlin-linked... Kremlin-linked accounts and bots began pushing a White House petition, this time to remove George Soros-owned voting machines from 16 states. No machines exist, but that didn't prevent the petition from racking up nearly 129,000 signatures. And that's how right. the Russians are pushing this stuff. They're using Kremlin-linked accounts and bots to push these fake news stories. Not necessarily. They didn't necessarily do it to put Donald Trump in office. They're doing it to undermine democracy. They're doing it right. to destroy
0: destroy... destroy faith
1: in the American system
0: interesting yeah I just went to Snopes and you are correct Smartmatic was not used in the 16 states but of course I did say that on purpose so then Marcus could correct me (laughs) that is of that is of course exactly how that went uh okay the 16 states Arizona California Colorado District of Columbia Florida Illinois Louisiana I mean they definitely get in there Missouri New Jersey Nevada Oregon Pennsylvania Virginia Washington and Wisconsin um, are some of the 16 states that were said to be used, that, where the Smartmatic was said to be used. So you don't think they're actually... You don't believe they were purposely trying to get Donald Trump elected. They were more just trying to... Um, what were they, i mean were they trying to convince the american people that voting is uh, useless or so don't bother doing it well, is it, it is it to is it to sort of stifle the vote it's to
1: erode trust in the uh, in the american government uh, this is exact, this is how the russians do it i mean they have a lot they use something uh, it's called active measures this is all propaganda this is cold war tactics that the russians are still using to this day the cold war ain't over people it ain't won it's still happening today the Ru- russians are still trying right. to undermine american democracy But david
0: hasselhoff sang down the wall <laughs> so what do you mean the cold War's not over
1: well this is what russia's social media campaigns what they're actually doing here by spreading this fake news by spreading the types of things that cause us to uh that cause an erosion in the faith of democracy uh they use five complementary objectives to strengthen russia's positions over western democracies tell me if any of this shit sounds familiar One undermine citizen confidence and de- democratic governance. Absolutely. Two, foment and exacerbate divisive political fractures.
0: I mean, you know, I, we'll just, let's stick it's with those two yeah. for now. I mean, it's interesting because it does coincide with what we came, with what came out in the WikiLeaks, yeah. which was proven to be true regarding hey. the, T- uh, the DNC treating uh, Bernie Sanders like Henry, uh, like Henry Wallace was treated in 1948. I just watched Oliver Stone's American <laughs> History Untold or whatever the hell it is uh-huh. uh, there was a fellow Henry Wallace he was uh, loved by the people a very populist voter uh, support behind him uh, the the Democrats did not like him so they they did uh, some very nefarious tactics and were able to get Truman on top of the ticket mm-hmm. uh, even though even though you could argue Wallace had a lot more support they put a series of contenders up to very similar to what happened with Donald Trump in the Republican primary interestingly enough in order to um, sort of uh, spread out the vote with Wallace they put a bunch of people. in the, He ran against like 16 people, similar mm-hmm. to what happened with, uh, with with Trump. And you could argue if there was only three people that Trump was running against the entire time, he probably wouldn't have won. No. I mean, the vote was so split for so long.
1: Well, he could always just, he could always slink off into the shadows when totally. anybody was actually talking about anything of substance and then could come forward That's with it. a zinger whenever he needed to.
0: That's it. Ben Carson would take the load. Ted Cruz would take the load. Uh, you know, Weird Jeb would take the load. Even <laughs> Rand Paul spoke every now and again. Yeah. And uh, so that does coincide side with what we saw already happening in this country uh, regarding what happened with Bernie Sanders and the DNC, and so this is just sort of a perfect one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Three, erode trust between citizens and elected officials
1: and democratic institutions. Four, popular- popularize Russian policy agendas within foreign populations. How friendly is Alex Jones to the Russians
0: right now? I guess he loves the Russians. I mean, Alex Jones is...
1: These th- people love... I mean, they're really getting... they're really worming their way in there, and then five, create general distrust or confusion over information sources by blurring the lines between fact and fiction and that one is the most important one of all because Absolutely. what they're doing now is they're sending out so much fake news and it is actual these there are 200 outlets 200 fake news outlets that these people were <laughs> able to trace to Russian propaganda outlets within the Kremlin within the Russian government putting out these fake hmm. news stories that people are sharing and they're not just being being shared, you know, 10, 15, 20 times, not even 10 or 20,000 times. They're being shared millions of times and being sent to millions and seen by millions of people. So people have no idea anymore what is true and what is false. So what people end up doing, what they end up believing yeah. is whatever uh fits into their confirmation bias, whatever totally. feels good to them, because right. you have all this buzzy content that people are going towards, people that like, they like that stuff with an emotional connection. So when people don't know what's true and what's false, they go with what feels right. right. And that is so amazingly dangerous to American democracy and to democracy in the entire world and to the standing of America on the global stage. The Russians are winning.
0: And it's gone now, of course, to the White House. Donald Trump is continuing with his notion that the the, um, election was rigged, even though he's sort of a sore winner in a strange way. I can't imagine how upset he would be had he lost. Talking about the millions of illegal voters uh, that came out and supposedly voted for Hillary Clinton. There is zero evidence. There isn't one news article. There is nothing of substance to back it up. But he continues to tweet about it, and he continues to say it. And like you just said, people who want that reality to be the truth, will simply cling to that as the truth, and the truth then no longer matters.
1: Well, they cling to that as the truth because his tweet becomes the headline. And and when people see a headline, they take the headline as fact. You know, Donald Trump tweets, uh, you know, it just puts in quotes, you know, millions of illegals voted in the election. And that's what people take as truth, just because it's in a headline, because for the longest time, we were conditioned, and especially older people, and those are the people that are getting really Hoodwinked by a lot of this stuff is that they were conditioned their entire lives that the sure. news, that the headline was true. The news was true. You saw a headline in the newspaper and you could trust that newspaper. At the very least, you could trust it to be somewhat true. You could trust a little bit, or actually, you could trust quite a bit that if they're putting the news out there, if you see the headline, then it's going to be true. Well, now, of they're I mean- trying to take that same principle of trueness and uh, of truthness in journalism and they're trying to put that to the internet and it does
0: not match at all. All. absolutely not there's no standards and practices I mean what was it Johnson or Nixon who said if we lose Cronkite we lose the uh, we lose the Midwest or we lose the we lose the nation yeah I mean there was a there was a very finite group of individuals that delivered the news and I think that did lead to a lot more responsibility on their shoulders when you have three people who are responsible uh, for disseminating a mass amount of information uh, granted I mean there was certainly a lot of lies that came out specifically you know going back to to Nixon the Vietnam War Johnson the Vietnam 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 War. I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of lies uh, that were spread that way. And then, of course, you have these arrogant uh, arrogant sites like uh, Facebook who have zero... Um, accountability, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, he is—he uh, created this monster, and now he's Pontius Pilate. He washes his hands of it and allows these fake news stories to really just permeate the pages on a regular basis. And like you mentioned earlier, with confirmation bias, if you look at liberal Facebook versus conservative Facebook, you feel like you're looking at two different entities altogether.
1: There's actually a website that you can go to, and you can see liberal Facebook right next to conservative Facebook. Right,
0: and it's 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 oh, fascinating, it's
1: interesting. It is very. Interesting to watch. It is very fascinating. But the problem with them filtering out these fake news stories, you know, Google is trying to make some effort. You know, they're they're trying to take away uh, ad revenues from fake news sites, uh, which I think is uh, a start because you don't want to have the government coming in and banning uh, certain. You you don't want the government deciding what should be out there and what shouldn't be out there. I mean, this is very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. So you know, but of course, Google is not the government. yeah, Yeah, Google is not the government, so they're doing what they can. They're actually. Trying to take some sort of steps uh, to remove fake news from the general discourse, or at least to uh, at least to not make it so visible. Facebook right. has a real hard problem with this because the Russian approach is three pronged. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Sounds like an alien probe. <laughs> you know what I just
0: saw on Google? Smartmatic is <laughs> Ron Popeil, He's got a new machine called Smartmatic. It's great. It cooks a turkey. In around 16 months, (laughs) which is about our election cycle.
1: Well, they've got three propaganda themes. They've got white gray and black white is Hmm. overt propaganda that stuff from rt russian television uh sputnik news what these sites do is they are mostly true uh rt and sputnik news they have mostly true uh news uh that is posted on their site stuff that is verifiable stuff that is uh completely and totally
0: factual but I got to say, when we were in the UK, uh, I was sitting in my hotel room, as I uh, love to do when we're on the road, and I was watching a lot of RT, mm-hmm. and the footage that they had from Syria was really powerful. do yeah. I, I have to give them credit for that, because uh, people in uh, Europe are much more aware of the violence that happens in the Middle East, usually caused, many times caused by uh, by US uh, drone strikes or uh, military action, but of course the Russians are complicit in all this, and they're doing a lot of damage well, of as course. well. Well, of then, uh, I mean, that was, So that was really interesting, though, to see.
1: I mean, but- RT showing the violence of Syria, I mean, that benefits the Russians. Sure. You know, like that it has a purpose. It all has a thrust to it. Uh, And and what they do is they will take a lot of truth and they'll sprinkle in – questioning things. They'll sprinkle in false things here and there uh, and it's mixed in Mm -hmm. with everything else Uh, and then what happens there is that goes over to grey propaganda and that's where we get what the Russians call useful idiots. Uh, It's an old Cold War term uh, where they're essentially unknowing propaganda agents. That's where our old friend Alex Jones comes in.
0: And the majority of people sharing these things on Facebook,
1: correct? That's where these conspiratorial Mm -hmm. websites like Infowars and Zero hedge they come in they take the stories from rt and sputnik news
0: would we put steve bannon and breitbart under this tent as well i I would like i would if i had to put them somewhere i think it might be there i mean to a lesser extent Infowars is i mean
1: breitbart isn't running stories about gay frogs you know what i mean Right, so like so, they're not quite as out there as Infowars. They're not
0: is. telling the truth, <laughs> right? Of course, we know gay frogs are being created by the government.
1: Yeah, and they, they take those uh, stories and they put them out there, and so people take those stories from those news sites and they spread it across uh, social media. And that's also, hmm. you know, the gray sites. That's also places like WikiLeaks, uh, right. that, that takes it where it's just sort of out
0: there, you know, sure. and it gets spread and then the black sites. I want to stick with the gray sites for a sure. second. What is, so now when you're, when you're Alex Jones, okay, so you, you just start that, you're, you're a radio guy, you're a blowhard, you, you're trying to beat, uh, you're trying to be the next Rush Limbaugh. You're trying to get, corner an audience. It's really difficult to do. I mean, we're working on it here. It's not easy no. to get a group of people to come together and listen to you. I mean, it's a, it's almost preposterous to think that it would work, you know? So do you think the motivation for somebody like Alex Jones, he's just trying to get listeners. I don't know if it's as nefarious as, like, trying to undermine democracy. It's not
1: nefarious at all. He has no idea he's a part of it. Or at the very least, he doesn't believe that he's a part of it. He's a
0: useful idiot. He's just trying to sell beet juice and and (laughs) random other, like, you know... Exactly.
1: uh, Yeah. Exactly. All he's trying... He's either just trying to make a living or he believes that he is actually a a fighter of tyranny. He believes that he is a hero. You know, and he's disseminating this fake shit uh, because he believes that it is his destiny to do so while Putin is watching him ride a horse with no shirt on and say like, that guy doesn't look as good as I do, right? And you know, Putin is sitting there laughing at him. Putin is laughing at Alex Jones, who is disseminating all this false information.
0: I mean, how were the Russians? It's so it seems ironic to me because the Russians are not notorious for their technological uh, advancements. I mean, oh, what are you uh, talking he, about? Their, I mean, their, their their tanks were terrible. <laughs> they, all they did in, all they did during the space race was kill dogs. <laughs> no, the, they were the, they had the first man in space. Yeah, but I don't know. He was just hanging out. Out there He didn't go anywhere <laughs> Did he even make it Back alive Yeah Yeah nah, Yuri Gagarin Yeah
1: He was the first man In space He made about They, got, they had the first Satellite in he space He was the
0: first Russian in w- space
1: Laika was the <laughs> Laika was the first Dog in space uh, They were uh, They were the very First people to send an, an, Animals to space And bring them back Alive uh, and Besides the moon The Russians beat us On everything They in the were space clunky
0: race. Machines They were dog houses <laughs> That's all they made Were dog houses That could f- Slightly fly <laughs> Uh,
1: no, the Russians are uh, when you think uh, the about, Russians are fiercely intelligent. But people.
0: when you think about technology, you think about China, you think about Japan. When it comes to like video games, when it comes to like you know most most of our cyber research seems to be happening in more of the Asian countries. Mm-hmm. I don't think of Russia when I think about uh, you know um, social media or when I think about cell phones. When I think about all the technology that seems to be running our lives at this time, I don't think about the Russians in that way. And I don't think about I don't think the Russian people are particularly active uh, when it comes to having the newest gadgets. Um, I think the new gadget is still just a triple distilled vodka. Um, I'm fairly certain, but I could be wrong.
1: But these aren't regular citizens that are doing this stuff. These are people that are working for uh, the Kremlin. They're actually working for the government. The Russians are master propagandists. How do you think they kept control over the Soviet – how do you think they kept the Soviet Union together for so long – Who's doing propaganda? Of course. They are are amazing at propaganda, and this is just another type of propaganda. This is something that the Russians have been doing for so long, and they Mm. weren't—and that brings me to uh, the third uh, propaganda theme, and that is black propaganda. Uh, That's people like uh, hecklers, hackers— Trolls uh, and honeypots You know and this what is What do you mean honeypots? Honeypots uh, It used to be way back in the day you would have A honeypot uh, would be usually An attractive woman that would use sex To gain control over either a journalist
0: Or a government official. Like that hot Russian spy Exa- Remember her? The Yeah red. exactly
1: like that hot Russian spy or the whole mess that General Petraeus got into She wasn't a honeypot but she would have been one hell Of a honeypot and that's why he yeah. got into so much trouble Was because right. they th- she could Have been a honeypot.
0: Well and that's why the CIA and the military in general has such a strong policy against cheating because then that can be used as leverage to guilt, uh, to get information from these individuals who hold extremely confidential uh you know classified information that's why it's so interesting that Petraeus is being considered for Secretary of State right now
1: yeah that's uh, it's but it's that's, that's, that's we can get to we that, we that a, even, a little bit we don't later. even really need I don't know if we, I mean I'm just anyways uh, it's it's very funny it's very it's very funny and very idiotic uh, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, these people these uh black operators they used to have to come to America they used to have to infiltrate they have to they used to have to step foot on American soil for example the honey you used to have to get a Russian agent through customs. Through uh, you had to get them a job. You had to set them up with an identity. Right. You had to me- You had to teach someone how to be an American. Giving a Russian woman uh, an American accent. Mm-hmm. Giving her an entire uh, an entire identity. Years now, of work. Years, years of work. Years of now, work. Yeah. Facebook profile. Right. That's it. All that's all they have to do. You have a fake Facebook profile. You have a whole. You have a a group of agents that are working together to give this person a uh, a personality, give them Mm -hmm. somewhat of a background. They do it all from their home. They do it all from Russia. They don't have to set foot here at all anymore. You don't have to put people on American soil to sow discontent. You don't have to put people here. You don't have to plant journalists uh, to sow dis. To uh, sow misinformation in uh, the American media. You don't have to put people in government to sow uh, discord. They can do it all from there. And they were fantastic at it before when they were just able to get a couple of people in here and there. And now... They have the entire internet
0: at their disposal. They don't have to go anywhere. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about that, because we were going to get Henry in here for one of these episodes, and I'm sure we will in the future, but now that we're on the subject, I want to talk about the internet and how it plays in, uh, how it played into this last election cycle, specifically with websites like 4chan. Um, So... What is uh you know what's the methodology with sites like 4chan? I've only been on it once. I truly cannot read it. I (laughs) I just don't know what I'm looking at, um, and I don't understand the the backslashes, all these things. I don't know how to get around. Um, what what would now what would be the end game for websites like that, and how would the Russians be able to like you know use their uh their abilities on social media to like infiltrate those sites? And I mean, there is no guarantee that the American people would believe them right they just sort of took a chance
1: well first of all 4chan is not just america 4chan is the entire world i there Mm. are there are people on that side from every single country in in the entire world uh and there are even like factions within 4chan of people from different countries and there are certain jokes that certain countries have within 4chan 4chan and russia want the exact same thing chaos discord that 's all they care about right. 4chan wants it because it 's funny Russia wants it because it 's good for Russia mm-hmm. because 4chan can sow discord within the within the entire world they absolutely love discord they love chaos that 's what they want right and they 're getting that and they can do that from 4chan they can do that anonymously and that can bleed over into reddit to subreddits like uh, the Donald uh, which mm-hmm. is the big Donald Trump uh, subreddit that exists out there and still exists to this day and still is going damn strong and some people think actually did have a little bit to do with swaying the election. Mm. Uh, What these people can do, very practically what they can do uh, is after all the debates they can go and use bots to stuff the ballot boxes on who won the debates. So that's why Donald Trump won so many of those post debates. When every other poll said that Hillary Clinton won the debate any poll that was dependent on online polling said that Donald Trump on the debate right. because you've got these guys in 4chan and Reddit they're very 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 good at manipulating things on the internet at manipulating internet polls I mean mm. they were I mean it used to be fun they used to do things like where uh, like there was I remember order
0: pizza boxes or order pizzas to people's houses well it
1: was like it was stupid shit like uh, where it's like name the new Mountain Dew flavor and they stuffed the ballot box and made the new Mountain Dew flavor it was like grandma's soggy pussy or something like that That's yeah, kind of fun
0: <laughs> yeah there's a great document. Documentary on Netflix. I forget the name of it, but check it out. It's all about the founders of 4chan or some of the first people, and they all sort of say exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. This shit got out of hand. It got way out of hand, yeah. and you know,
1: and it, and no one ever really expected it to, you know, right? Like no one ever expected. 4chan, Fucking 4chan. They used to do shit like where they stuffed the ballot box for, uh, like, the most influential person of the year. They made it—they stuffed the ballot box so it was the founder of 4chan. Moved.
0: Well, what about—I mean, obviously, 4chan, I think it's a more of a youth-based platform, right? There's not a lot of elderly people on 4chan. <laughs> not elderly, but, when you it, know, youth, and, youth to middle age, I would say. When it comes to what's happening in the world right now, I mean, you know, there's a reason that the word of the year— I believe it's uh, Dictionary.com's word of the year uh, is uh, xenophobia. Yeah. Uh that's the word of the year. And which is really unfortunate, which of course, you know, though you you know what that means, just a fear of uh you know, foreigners it's and a, a fear and of a fear the fear other. Of, uh yeah, unknown people from foreign countries and, and uh And, you know, obviously with Brexit and all that's happened in the the world over this past year, uh, do you think it's – with this, is this the living manifestation of what the internet has been reflecting? Are we seeing what the internet has been throwing out there in real life, in reality? But I I just question with Fortune, obviously Facebook, anybody can use. It's such an easy platform it tends to skew higher individuals who voted for Brexit and individuals who voted for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just tends to be people of an older age group. So it seems ironic to me that it is a brand-new media... Uh, n- never seen before, and the elderly are the ones using it to make it, their new informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Do you think younger people are smarter at understanding what's BS and what's not when it comes to the internet? I think so. I, I think I definitely think younger people people are a lot
1: smarter about understanding what's BS and what's not. But I think that anybody can be hoodwinked by this stuff. You're Although right. it, I mean, it's... I
0: was smartmatic. I just want <laughs> smartmatic to be real. All the other voting machines
1: yeah. are real. It is proven that um, that fake news story are spread a lot more by older people, Uh, they're spread a lot more by Republicans, uh, a ton more by Republicans than they are uh, spread by Democrats, but that's not to say that Democrats don't spread them because they do. Of course. However, it is, uh, Republicans do spread them at a much higher rate,
0: and Republicans tend to be older. I mean, you just wonder, yeah. I mean, The confirmation bias, I think, is absolutely massive in this situation. It's huge. And, and uh, I, I've seen it on both sides. So I've seen it on the left and I've seen it on the right. Right. Uh, and even I got, to, I'll go ahead and oh, say. Oh, we've done it before in the show. You've we've, made the same mistake that I made earlier. Yeah,
1: I've made it the it same mistake so many times. I mean, and we've been making, and we've been talking about this fake news shit for years now. Yeah. Uh, because uh, here on the show, uh, sometimes, you know, we'll be talking about something and, you know, we'll want to check a fact, or we want to Mm -hmm. look up what's going on with something, and we'll look it up on the fly, and here on the show before, you know, we've talked about, we've been talking about something, I look up something on the fly, uh, and it it really made me, that's what made me think so hard about, like, where we're getting our news from, and how dangerous it is to just go, boom.
0: All right, that That's
1: it, you know, and, and it also it really makes you think. It's like, who can I trust? You know, it's like when I looked yeah. up the uh, yep. that thing, like uh, when you were we were talking about the 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 super Was it super facts? Super Ma- smart Mac. Smartmatic, Ron Paul <laughs> Smartmatic. smartmatic.
0: Uh, my wife left me, but Ron I'm still Popiel. drunk. That's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah smart Smartmatic. Yes. You know, like I remember seeing that story on the uh, the article that I just read, which I like checked against you know other yep. sites. I, I read a few different sites that uh, actually like before I came in, I read a few different sites to make sure that this was legit. Uh, and then when I you know, clicked it, looked up Smartmatic, I saw that it was on Politifact, and I know that Politifact is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So I can just come right out and say like, "Boom! This is a, That is a pants on fire statement."
0: Yeah, uh, and then I just checked Snopes, and Snopes also agreed that it is false. Yeah. so there are. So would you say that that's really the way to do it? Uh, before you, I mean, one of my favorite. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of
1: people really hate. A lot of people say that Snopes isn't reliable at all. Um, uh, or that Snopes is not, Snopes is not, uh, it, they, they, you know, there are a lot of people that say that Snopes is not a uh, end-all, be-all, that you should not necessarily, like, trust Snopes is useful, uh, but it is not necessarily an end-all, be-all. Right. As far as what's true and what's not. You know, not.
0: it's interesting. You mentioned who can we trust and things like that. And uh, I had nine months of television news producing experience now. Uh, thankfully, uh, it was a wonderful experience. And I'm very grateful for it. But it, it's nice to just be making money uh, from the arts and uh, from doing these shows. So thank you so much for listening once again. We really appreciate it. And thank we're you. crushing it, beating Glenn Beck, Woo! beating Hannity. We beat Hannity as well. Oh, fuck and yeah. And we beat W. Kamel Bell's show. So we're just, you know, taking over the world. We're beating everybody. And when we make a mistake we snope it <laughs> or politifact it uh, or
1: a look at five or six different sources to because I mean that's but really like how you do it It takes time.
0: It takes time. And I I actually still believe the Smartmatic is true. Confirmation bias. You know, I got it too. The Smartmatic, (laughs) it's just too fun. But anyway, I just want to say, when it comes to who can you trust, all you do when you produce a television news show, which you have to do on a daily basis, you just send in stories. And you send these stories from the internet. Everything you see on TV stems from the internet. Mm -hmm. So television news, it's not... Um, it's not the other way around. The internet isn't getting their news from TV. No. The int- the, the internet is feeding the news to the television um, because that's what you do. You wake up in the morning, you send in 10 stories that you would like, uh, you think are interesting for the day, and the stories, you know, who knows what gets through, and it happens on a regular basis that national television television, uh, uh, news sites will air fake f- uh, false stories.
1: Absolutely. And that was the great irony of uh, Trump's statement when he said, don't watch the news, read the internet. Right. The news is reading the
0: internet. Exactly. Everything <laughs> comes from the internet. Yeah,
1: absolutely it... everything comes from the internet. And, you know, and there, this happened uh, not too long ago uh, when some guy wrote a uh, fake story about Hillary Clinton. Uh, one of her leaked, the, the story was it leaked that one of Hillary Clinton's uh, speeches to Wall Street leaked, and in that in that speech, the guy said that she explained. To uh, these Wall Street guys, what bronies were, uh, and that she called Bernie Sanders supporters a bucket of losers. Okay, you know who went with that bucket of losers line? Who did? Fox News. Fox News. Fox News took that line and confirmation bias, and that yeah, yeah, and they ran with it. And it was Megyn Kelly that did it. You know, yeah. I mean, it was really, uh, and of course, you know, she apologized for it. But when those things go out there, I mean, and we know this. I mean, this is something that it's been true for news for decades. Uh, is Is that the correction... Very rarely matters. The correction's on page six. The headline's on page Never one. Never matter. If they even make them at all. If they even uh, make them at all. Television
0: news is not uh, forced to do it, and, and rarely do they make corrections. MSNBC, the same thing with their Bernie bro nonsense. What? It was all make-believe. None of it's true.
1: It was a huge one that happened last week. It was uh, the uh, whole story that CNN accidentally aired transsexual oh, porn for porn 30 for minutes. 30 minutes. did not it, happen. It, it did I didn't
0: even watch. I'm, I'm sitting there watching CNN, <laughs> and I'm like, when's the
1: porn start? It did not. It did not happen at all all it came from a tweet someone tweeted it and then before you know it fox news is picking it up the new york post is picking it up right the fox news actually made a correction is like oh this is actually not true the new york post as far the story was out for i think three or four days that it was untrue and the new york post still had it up there yep as far as you know it's still being completely and totally factually true so now it's really this stuff is really starting to bleed into these Mm -hmm.
0: mainstream media outlets absolutely the washington post is the article that the trump administration uh cites when it comes to the illegal voters for Mm -hmm. example that's the only article the washington
1: post or the new york post the
0: washington post ran the article initially and that's the one that they say is you know um the 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 one to be trusted on it it's the only article that was written about it and uh i mean nothing else backs it up whatsoever um, and that's what the Trump administration is going on and taking that word because that plays into their notion that the entire system is rigged and Donald Trump didn't lose the popular vote. Yeah,
1: and uh, that it's amazing to me how he's doing that. Like and he's eroding the trust in democracy even further. I didn't think he could. Well, I don't... didn't think that this election could erode the trust of democracy even further. Donald Trump found mm. a way to even make a win. A question of democracy. Right.
0: Even a win, he made it a question. And now, of course, he's coming out, uh, you know, with this I don't know if it's a proposal yet as much as it is, maybe it was a, I think it was a tweet, as a matter of fact, regarding burning the flag. Jesus Christ. How dare they burn those Chinese-U.S. flags? uh, Chinese-made U.S. flags, you know? Jesus Um, Christ.
1: This is something that we have to pay very close attention
0: to. Well, it's sort of a two-pronged attack on everything that this country stands for, right? I mean, now he's taking on the First Amendment uh, at one of its core issues. I mean, in 1989, that was when Scalia, I mean, not exactly a liberal justice, uh, said that that was political speech. And 1990.
1: 89 Uh, and Ninety. It, so, went, it went up twice, and it fell twice. So, yeah. I, it, and it he's, is, he's saying he's saying loss of citizenship or a year in jail. I mean, it's insane. It's insane, but he's still just saying this shit, and there are so right. many people out there that listen to him now. I mean, you see all this shit, you know, all oh. of these people doing these public freakouts. You know, I voted for Trump. People in different, you know, people freaking out in Starbucks and at grocery and stores. And I believe half of those. Yeah, of course. I think a lot of it is uh,
0: improv everywhere type <laughs> stuff. I I really do. A lot of the Nazi yeah. stuff that happens to be popping up everywhere, I believe, I unless proven otherwise. You know, and I will say about uh, yeah,
1: uh, quite a few of those the, those swastikas that are popping up and shit like that. A lot of that is people trying to do their own tiny little false flag operation. I think it's them well, trying we, to. I'm gonna call them weekend false flaggers.
0: And and of course the en, the ends justify the means to because them, they believe of that he is Hitler or yeah. the Second Coming, and uh, everyone who supports him is a Nazi. Yeah, uh, it's the, what Morton Downey Jr. did. Do you remember when Morton? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Jr. punched himself in the face and then drew a swastika the wrong way on his head. <laughs> what a moron. Yeah. And, and of course, that is that
1: is absolutely, uh, I mean, that's fucking despicable. Uh, if you know, if you or anyone you know is thinking about doing anything like that, tell them to stop or stop it yourself because it does nothing uh, to help anybody. It, it does nullifies nothing to the help the true one. It nullifies that's the it. true one. Exactly. It does nothing to help this mm-hmm. country. And that's, I think that's one thing that we really need to focus on right now is that we do not need to say that does nothing to help our side we do not say like this is this does nothing to help our side or that only helps their side we need to say what is best for the country what is best for us and doing those sort of false flag bullshit actions, that's bad for the country, and that's bad for the discourse, and it really just mulls things up completely.
0: And it really does uh, negatively impact the people who like uh, our friend Luis Luis, who we had on uh, regarding DACA Mm -hmm. uh, that's obviously, he did not express um, having any hate crimes done against him, other than the fact that the leader of the free world now would like to see him removed from the nation Mm -hmm. uh, that he um, so much loves. So that's one of the worst hate crimes you can possibly uh, do to somebody, is uh, remove them from their current reality uh, and send them back to where they came from or whatever the hell, uh, you know. That kind of nonsense um, It is interesting So the question is then What do we do from here Because it's not as if This flow of misinformation Is going to stop anytime soon Oh it's only going to intensify It's going to intensify And then do people Just entrench themselves uh, Entrench themselves In their own political ideology And, and, and put the blinders up uh, You know I mean that's one of the things That happens with Facebook Unfollow and follow I mean even I find myself Doing it And I really try to Stay following uh, Continue to follow The people that I disagree with, even if they post, if they post regular posts, them just like kind of make me upset. Mm-hmm. If they're rational or mildly reasonable, I try not to unfollow them. Mm, me too, because you can just so easily isolate yourself and just live in your own liberal bubble and I, or, or conservative bubble. And I do think that was one of the major issues when it came to this last campaign is that this. The notion of Trump winning this presidency was so outside of anyone's realm of reality that we Mm. knew, uh, specifically like being in the entertainment business and just living in New York City. We didn't fully understand the impact. I mean, we saw it from a distance. I mean, we knew I mean, I was talking about it for months, the the immense amount of love he was getting. But November 8th was such a surprise, I think, because. Just by definition, we we were in our own bubble, and he definitely burst that. And then there's one benefit, I suppose, of Donald Trump. Uh, he's forcing everybody to take a look in the mirror and realize, what nation do we live in? Yeah. And if this isn't the nation that we thought it was, how do we correct it for the better? And uh, we're not going to do it just by again speaking to the choir living in your own bubble and uh just regurgitating everything in your own personal political echo chamber
1: i mean it's really i i think it's about imagining what nation you want to live in listen to the nation that other people want to live in and try to meet somewhere in the middle Right. I mean, that, that's really... But you I mean, can't
0: do that if you don't talk about politics at dinner at Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: mean, and no, it's... No, it's fine. Thanksgiving dinner, I think...
1: Is not... That is the, the absolute wrong time to to bring shit up. Call them on the phone after Thanksgiving. Maybe. You know, or something like that. Go take a visit or something like I mean, just... But, I mean, you, of course, still talk to people about this stuff. We have to talk to each other about this stuff. Uh, but, I don't know, maybe we should just talk more about ideas than talk about people. You know, maybe well, we don't talk about... Maybe Maybe we don't talk about Trump and Hillary, maybe we talk about... What we can do to make shit better or what makes shit worse. You know, yeah. maybe we can just talk about actual solutions to these problems rather than talking about the people's, uh, other people's solutions well, to these really, problems.
0: Yeah, the, the celebrities, uh, which are these, you know, uh, national politicians, which at the end of the day, aren't the ones who have the largest impact on your life. It's your neighbor that has the largest impact on your life. Yeah. You know, that's the person who's going to, uh, if you if you want to have a peaceful weekend, befriend your neighbor. Um, it, it is absolutely fascinating. It it's just we are incentivizing people are getting satisfaction for bad behavior. We've talked about that before on this show. Black Mirror, it's now in its third season. It's been phenomenal. I only have one more to go. Uh San Junipero, Marcus. So you gotta check that San one out. San Junipero, all right. It's a hot one. <laughs> The, they did are late. Did you say it's hot, hot stuff? It's hot stuff. <laughs> it is hot stuff. <laughs> Fuck! It is hot stuff. Uh, it's very cool, too. It's a great episode. It has everything. Uh-huh. Um, but the one called Nosedive, I believe it was the first episode. It's great. Of, uh, yeah, of Black Mirror. Uh, you saw that one. So, everyone, you know, just, just desperately trying to get the clicks, des- desperately trying to get your web presence to be sufficient enough where people deem you worthy uh, of follows or of likes or of hearts or faves or haha faces. And that doesn't necessarily lead to good conversation it oh, doesn't no. incentivize good conversation it incentivizes the echo chamber like we mentioned before
1: mm-hmm so and, well, I think so many people are it is a a human need uh Humans have a need for approval. They have a, a need for interaction. They have a need for a community, uh, and they have a need for for socializing. Uh, and a lot of people now are so isolated uh, in real life in, yeah. in their actual day-to-day lives. They're extremely isolated, and uh, a lot of people there's a lot of people who just don't fucking have friends. And we know? talked about and th- and so yep. what they do is that they they go on the internet and they can get that social interaction. They can get Get that validation by saying incendiary shit on the internet that is guaranteed to piss off a whole bunch of people but it's guaranteed to make a lot of other people happy so yep. they can get that human interaction
0: that they evolutionarily need yeah it is interesting and I know a lot of the people who say some of the inflammatory things you know the Ann cultures of the world you know if, if, if you like her which is you know well within your right uh, just understand she's a just a multi multi-millionaire who hangs out in the Hamptons? Doesn't care about you at all, you know. Most people that you know that, that cling to those sort of um, the identity, uh, not identity politics in this situation, but you know, sort of um, cultural revolutionaries in their minds. Somebody like an Ann Coulter, they, mm-hmm. they 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 love her culture. They, they that's what they wanna That's what they want, uh, you know, to, to hear expressed. They don't even live in it yeah she doesn't hang out with mexicans she doesn't care about how many mexicans are here she doesn't work in it she doesn't go to the restaurant she doesn't work in the restaurant industry she, i mean you know so it's all nonsense Yeah, they're so far removed from the product that they're creating and then when those when the when the people who really take them seriously actually manifest those beliefs in reality you see a world and deteriorate when it comes to like you said uh discourse and things like that so it's uh yeah that's a fascinating uh situation with the Russians and. And all these fake news sites and then infiltrating the American uh, psyche and, yeah. and really undermine democracy. Uh, fascinating, Marcus. And I, I still think Smartmatic is real. Uh, you know, Ron Papiel. Um yeah. But no, that's uh, that's really good. And, and that's something we have to be aware of. And even, you know, it's I'm just holding my cell phone now. This is where everything comes in. These yeah. little devices. And they're so personal. This is where you look at... This is where you're a
1: constant companion. You don't go anywhere without that thing.
0: Nothing. And it knows everything about me. It knows if I want to look at smut, it can give me that. If I want, I mean, it really does. If I want food, it gives me that. Mm -hmm. It does everything for you. And uh, it's so easy. It's so easy to fall in. To the trap. It happens to us, and we try to watch it, and mm-hmm. uh, and we'll always try to do that for uh, for the listeners. And I apologize for getting that smartmatic thing wrong, although it did lead <laughs> to a funny joke. I thought, which is the main reason why well, I, I kept it in there.
1: Well, that's what it is. That you know, really, the the smartphone. Uh, it is. A portal to friendship. It is a a portal to uh, it's a portal to human interaction. And really, hmm. what that actually makes is that makes your smartphone your friend because your smartphone the it is the friend with a million other friends inside. Uh, and it makes things so much it, when you read something on your phone, it makes it so much easier to trust because it feels so good. It's like a Russian doll, <laughs> bunch of friends inside. I mean, really, I mean, so many people use their phone as a comfort device. Totally. I have to, I have to stop my. Like sometimes when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling nervous, I have to make a conscious effort to not look at my phone because it's Soma, you know, from Brave New World. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Where I can pull that phone out and I can look at something. It can make, you know, it, it can calm me down, uh and because I can look and I can see what all my friends are doing. Yeah. I can read some goofy bullshit. I can look at some pictures of cats, you know, I can do <laughs> whatever I I can do whatever I want to do. Uh and of course that news story that tells me the world is going to be the world is exactly how i think it is that's included in that too there's nothing there's no difference between that there's no difference between that and a funny cat picture Hmm. it's all designed to make you feel good but it's also designed to make you hate your neighbor that's what it's all about it's designed to divide us they want us divided because they want to rule because right now we rule right now america is on top but russia Wants to, and you know what? It's not impossible. It is absolutely yeah, not. not impossible for us to fall to the Russians, or at the very least, come under Russian control. Uh, and yeah. it fascinates me that there are so many of these people that grew up during the Cold War, that grew up uh, with the Russians being the boogeyman, with the commies being something that you had to look for well, around every single corner. And these exact same people are being hoodwicked by the Russians. There is evidence out there that the Russians are. By behind it that they are manipulating
0: them yeah. and they don't want to hear it well you know obviously the new boogeyman is Islam it's Muslim uh, it is it's terrorism Islamic extremism is the new boogeyman um, and well, uh, so if you, and you could argue that in some ways the Russians share more of values than us in the Middle East you know specifically when it comes to Putin I mean it's funny I don't want to say who it was but I have to do a uh, I have to give a gift and and, and uh, the person I asked what the person wants and, uh, and he said, um, gender neutral bathrooms to be done away with, 20 uh, percent <laughs> d- uh, deficit reduction, and then um, uh, something, uh, maybe a national uh, English language or something like that. And so if you and if you look at the nationalism in Russia, I do think there is a group of Americans who are envious mm-hmm. of the nationalistic views that the Russian people hold because they want that again in this country. And we have lost it. And Trump tapped into that nationalism. Mm-hmm. Well, the and, Russians cru- cracked down on the gays real hard. Exactly. Which but, a lot of these people really enjoy. They exactly, really like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And that's interesting And now I'm just thinking about Speaking of misinformation Just coming from the internet But also You know The improv everywhere When uh, we got a chance To interview the undecided guys Those guys made real news And all that was a lie Yeah And nobody checked up On what they were doing Well it's just Um, so fast So basically What I'm telling you is Get your own Marcus (laughs) <laughs> if you're out there, and I fact check Marcus sometimes, yeah, yeah uh, but I, get I'm, your own friend who I, is just like, no, you're wrong about this, and then have to do do the annoying thing of just checking it out on the internet.
1: Please inter- check everything that we say out. Do not do not trust me. Yeah. Do not trust me. No, no. I am I'm I do not trust me. Don't trust Ben. Don't trust anybody. Look at a variety of sources and come to your own conclusion. It is harder work, it takes more time. You're not gonna be able to fire out five news stories a day on your Facebook feed telling everyone how right you are. But the more you read, the more you learn, the more connections your brain makes, and the smarter it makes you. And it makes you in that way you can just it just helps your life. And it is fun so
0: much. It's so much fun to it, put on all the pieces together. Yeah, put the pieces together and then uh, when you actually do tweet out a, uh, a story or an opinion and you are you feel validated in your beliefs um, and then you can back them up and it's it's really exciting. And that's the difference between everything that we do here on Cave Comedy Radio and uh, Alex Jones or, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh, these blowhards who really want to be, they want to be gods in your life and we don't want to be gods in your life. No. We want to be companions with you. We're all in this together and, um, and I think that's why, you know, the shows are doing so Well, because we, you know, we're not your deities and, uh, we're just, we're just friends and, uh... And we're all just trying to get through this mess together. Um, well, all right, we're we, we got to wrap that up. But uh, thank you, Marcus. Great information. Thank you. Uh, yes. No, no, no. The- go, go read that. Ar- yeah. What's go the read- article title? Uh,
1: the article title is called "Trolling for Trump: uh, How Russia is Trying to Destroy Our Democracy." Uh, it's on uh, WarOnTheRocks.com. Uh, it, it's a it's a long form article. Uh, it is fascinating. It is terrifying. Uh, and I would like to get. At least one of these guys uh, on the show to talk more about this stuff, because this is uh, really this propaganda war. I mean, in America, in the world, in the year 2016, uh, the most valuable currency is information uh, and the Russians are gaining a big, big, big piece of it. They are really getting a a large, large control over the information that comes through uh, our computer screens. Uh, And we have to be aware of this. And people need to know about this. This needs to be a major story. This needs to be huge. And we have to try to spread this
0: around. We have to make people aware of this stuff. This is huge. And I did email Robert Fertrakis, the three voting machine companies, Dominion, E S N S heart InterCivic. heart So he did not mention the one that I got the mistake on. Uh, Was anyway. it called? Smart facts, Carfax, Smartmatic. Carfax has a fox for a spokesperson, and I don't know why because it's not called Smart Fox. It's called Smart Facts or Smart Tax. I don't even get why there's a fox. Don't even, now now you got me riled. We did so well through the whole show. Smart. I don't. I don't. Even, I don't why is there a fox? <laughs> Uh, it's a car thing. It should be a talking car. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Go to the Ablegan Stop at Facebook page. Uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, we're doing great with the numbers. Thank you so much. Uh, go on iTunes and rate and review. That would be amazing. It would be such a huge help um, because... Uh, you know, we're working on, uh, on, on doing a lot more here on CCR, and we'll get some T-shirts out to you guys soon and uh, all those fun things. And find Marcus Parks on Twitter and Instagram at Marcus Parks. And I'm, in, I'm on Instagram at Ben Kissel1. Again, don't know how to use it. Uh, Twitter at Ben Kissel, and um, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm doing Tucker Carlson's show on, uh, the, on Friday, uh, so I'm going to spin his bow tie. <laughs> That'll be fun. And I'll try to bring some real information to Fox News. Um, all right, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.